Hello, this is Champ 180, and I'm your host, your helper and friend, Adam Childress. If you're listening and expecting a kumbaya session on what you want to hear, this may not be the show for you. We are committed to encouraging and developing champion-like individuals who desire to learn, grow, improve in the five core areas of champ. I'm real, transparent, and say what's on my mind with no fluff or puff. So listen up, because today is your day. Stay tuned. Hello, and thank you for listening to Champ 180. I hope you enjoyed last week's Parallel Between Leadership and Serving Part 1. Here is Part 2 with special guest David Ains. Enjoy. Rush Limbaugh says this, Character matters. Leadership descends from character. Describe to us, David, what character is needed in a leader or to become a good leader. The first word that comes to mind, by the way, I love, uh, I like the, these quotes, by the way. These are really cool. Um, but the first trait that comes to mind is um, humility. Mm-hmm. Um, Very. It, it, it has to be the number one. Because once again, we're talking about serving and leading. If I'm prideful and arrogant, full of myself, don't care about others, um. In some corporations, that'll get you far. True. In some. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But you won't have a team that's willing to produce for you. Uh, Every project I've been involved in and that I've ran um, has been successful because you put those people first. You find those around you that serve on your team, you put them in areas of their passion. Having someone who is doing a task or a portion of a project who's not good at that particular part or frustrated with that part is not going to yield a good result. And it probably will make your project run behind schedule. Mm, Sure. And will most certainly make your project go over budget because you have to dedicate more resources to pull that through that particular portion of that project. So once again, humility, being able to say, all right, guys, um, it's not about me. It's about us and getting this project done on time. It's about let's re meeting our goals. It's taking a step back and say, okay, if I, and understand this, if I put those, my team members first, and look out for them first, they're going to make me look good in the end run without them even trying. Right? It, it's, it's, it's a natural, it's the, it's, it's the way things go naturally in this world. When I treat a team, my team correctly, and I put them first, and I make sure they have what they need, the tools that they need, the resources they need, the environment that they need, they overproduce without me saying a word, every time. Every time my projects come in under budget and under the deadline. Because you're you're not, it's not about me. And any rewards that I get as a result of that, I share with my team. That's awesome. Because once again, it's not about me. Uh, and we've heard this, we've heard this, this famous quote, there's no I in team. 
True. Right. Take the same principles at home. How, how would how would you, if you took you, the way you are at work, and you bring that into your home and you ran your home the same way? What kind of results would you get? Talk to your significant other or your partner the same way you talk to the people at work. Tell me how it goes. <laughs> you T- tell the same jokes. Right? It won't fly very long. Not if you're one of me, 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 and being selfish. So would you call those people imposters? I would call those people as being hurt. Why hurt? Because that's usually a front that's shielding something else underlying within them. People who have big, puffy egos, who are rude, who show no sense of feeling or, or um, I'm going to say resentment, but compassion. They're usually, all that stuff is just a front. And I don't know that I'd call them an imposter, but I would say that it is, it, it, it's all just a, an alternative um, personality that they're hiding behind because in, in the end they were treated wrong or they were, um, so they were used by their, by their project manager or by their boss to, for the boss to gain promotion. Basically they climbed on their backs to get a promotion or to get leverage within the company or to get somebody's ear and then we're trampled and left behind. And that happens every day in America. Yeah. It happens every day around the world. We've gotten so comfortable with climbing on people's backs to get that next step. Yes. That we don't care about the person that we just stepped on. No, because they watched that by And it happens in home. It happens yeah. in our homes. I think the imposter, they're being somebody deliberately in one way, and then the next, they're being somebody else for a reason. And like like you said, some people aren't imposters. Some people just don't realize, you know, they're hurting inside. And so they feel to be one way at work and they have to feel to be another way at home. How about how about we call it this? How about we've gotten really good at wearing masks? Yes. And not just I'm not just talking about I'm not talking this has nothing to do with what's going on in the world as far as COVID and anything else. I'm just talking about masks in general. Yeah. We put on a good front. We ask. We, let me ask. Here, here's 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 a mask that everybody any anybody can relate with. How you doing today? That good. simple question, right? Everybody answers. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Are you really? Did I really ask you that because I wanted a real answer? Or did I just want to hear you say you're good? And watch their face. Right. Change. Right. So in a sense, we all wear masks. Right. Sometimes we don't take them off when we come home. So what kind of a world would you live in? you as an individual if you just took your mask off and were the same person in the workplace as you are at home be be genuine be be filled with humility be you know put your kids first put your wife first put your home first put uh, your team members first when you're at work i'm i, I my, my goal is to put me last not and, and and i'm not saying put me last and be trampled on and let someone else take advantage of me, but know know that within your role of authority or the role of leadership that you have been given, know who you are in that. Maybe that's the next place um, to talk about is you know 
along with the character of humility, what kind of a person we would you find in that? You would probably find one who is sure about their identity. And uh, we get attacked a lot on our identity and who we are. Um, a lot of times employers will hire somebody and give them a title, but not empower them to do the job. Hmm. And that's frustrating. It's true. And then it's hard to lead if you don't really know what your role is, what you can or cannot do. Um, and a lot of times it happens at homes in home too. You may be a, a mom, a single mom. You may be a single dad. You may be a, a couple with a family or not, but knowing what your role is and your identity in those, it makes all the difference. In my home, I have, you know, my wife and I have my three boys. I know that I'm the dad. I know that my wife is my wife. And together we know what our roles are and we, and do, have we mastered them? No, by no means. After 28 years, and you still haven't mastered it. It's an ongoing thing. It, you never have mastered anything. You're constantly learning. You're constantly evolving. You're constantly making mistakes. Oh yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. But how, how you deal with those mistakes and how you, how you respond to them is what makes it better. Learn from your last one. Communicate better this way. Try to make a change this, you know, this other way. Try to do. And, and, and it'll, it will transform who you are as a person and how people respond to you. I hear a lot of people say, I'm lonely. <laughs> I, I, the workplace is lonely or I'm lonely at home or after work. I have no friends. Change who you are. Change how you respond to people. Do something about it. Yeah. No one can change you. You have to you step have to change out yourself. So that's good with the um, character um, that you chose of all the character traits that you chose humility because I think humility is, is a huge pillar in being a leader because it just that can do so much and that brings up that uh, elevates other characteristics in a leader just by being humble you get f so much farther being humble yeah well um, one of the uh, one of my coworkers actually does this really really well we were just talking about this where this person when you walk into their office they are the this this person is wicked busy dealing with financials all day long anytime anybody goes to talk to that person they make whoever they're talking to feel so important and not like they're being a nuisance or being bothered and oh i love that it, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing skill and one that uh, i will uh forever attempt to 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 duplicate into my and put into my life is when you talk to someone making them feel so important even with your kids you know you're in the middle of doing something dad instead of what what do you want yes son yes daughter yes wife yes you know making that person feel important i need to work on that i, I do too just so you know <laughs> But see, that's one of those things where you're constantly learning. You constantly see something in somebody else and you go, wow. It's, it becomes a mirror, a reflection. You go and you hold it up and you, you hold that mirror up to yourself and you go, yeah, I just fell short a little bit in that area. It's something I should work on. Again, actions. But humility and, right, actions and humility, right? You see that everything's kind of tying together here so that, you know, being humble enough to look in the mirror and then be honest. Hey man, I fell short today. Hey, I I'm falling short right now. I need to fix this, All right? 
what can I do to fix this? Um, ask, ask your, I asked my teammates, all the, you know, my, my team, hey, uh, we okay? <laughs> Anything I need to change? Any complaints? Concerns? Ultimately, I'm the decision maker. I know that and I know my role, but I'll inc- ask, hey, what are your, what's your thoughts on this? Doesn't mean I'm going to do it their way, but I just want their feedback because maybe right. I'm only looking at it through a certain lens. True. Same thing with my spouse, with my family. Hey, guys, we're thinking about going here for lunch. What do you guys? No, David, just drive. Right? <laughs> well, no, Dad, not that place. It doesn't mean I'm going to, I want to go here. It doesn't mean I'm going to go there, but at least I, we're talking about it. And at least in our house, majority rules. So there's five of us. So. What do you guys want to do for lunch? Whoever, whatever gets the most conversation and the most votes or the most traction, that's where we go. So majority of rules in your house, huh? Almost. Uh, yeah, there's five of us, and I equal um, four. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> so if there's a decision, all the kids and my wife have said, Dad, um, we've all decided it was just one of you. I said, no, there's, there's four of me in me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they all rally around you to win your vote. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dad, what do you think about this place? Come on, Dad, pull for this one. He's your equal four. <laughs> so I'm saying to the listeners, that's um, being humble. Uh, you know what? Like you said before, well, be quick before we get to the next question. You said to be last is not weak, right? to be trampled on, I believe there's a lot of strength and courage to be last, to to put yourself in that position. Do we desire to be a last? Do we desire to be the caboose in every situation and, and a team, the family? No. So that's humility and that strength. Strength is humility or humility is strength. Absolutely. Um, you've heard me say this. I know you have. Um, lead from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't always been in, I would say, like an executive leadership position. It's, it, it comes and goes. But even when I wasn't in executive leadership, you can still lead from the bottom. What do I mean by that? You make decisions that impact all the way up, that that are seen and can be impactful all the way up the chain above you. So you do that by, by being true to yourself. You being, you, you do that by making suggestions. I think we should go this way, right? Suggestions and not commands. Correct. Hmm. When you command, when you command, you're challenging that, that next person up, whoever may be above you or, or, or partnering with you, you're challenging them by command when you command. But when you make suggestions, and even to the point, some of your, your some of your listeners are probably going to push back on this. But even to the point where you let someone else take the credit for the suggestion, because it means so much more for it to go that way than for you to get the credit for it. I've talked to my peers. I've talked to others and go, hey, just so you know, you might want to do this, this, and this. And if you want to just take credit for it and just throw it out as your own idea, I'm okay with that. Because I know at the end result, it's the right thing to do. Right. Right. I don't need the credit for it. I just need it to go that direction. Because ultimately, 
whatever they were deciding, maybe A, would cost them more money. B, would involve more work for me, for myself and my team. And C, it may not yield the results they want. So taking A, B, and C into consideration, I'm okay with making a suggestion to someone who has, who's an influencer and saying, hey, just so you know, you might want to do this. Here's the reasons why. And you can just, just, just take it and run with it. Make it your own. I don't need credit for it. Just, and, and usually they'll go, oh, okay. Well, no, you can say it. No, 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 it's okay. You can say it. It's okay. And then they come back and they go, yeah, we're going to go this way. We're going to do, and it's exactly what I just threw out there. And then you'll hear someone, even in upper leadership, go, oh, yeah, so-and-so, who, who happens to be the person you just told them to use it as their own, came up with this great idea, and we're going to do this, this, and this. And it's exactly the way I wanted it to go. Not, I didn't manipulate anybody. I just made a suggestion, but I, I gave the reasons for the desired outcome. Freedom. Right. Make that decision. Correct. They didn't. They didn't have to take it that way. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted, if they wanted the desired outcome to be a certain way, I gave them the options of this is what you might want to do. And then next thing you know, my my team looks at me and goes, "How did you do that?" I led from the bottom, all at the bottom of the food chain in this particular case, and I led from the bottom. Made 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 executive leadership turn a certain way because of of suggestions and humility. That's good. Making somebody else look good. Or get the credit and you're forfeiting that because like you said before if you are looking for the credit you're looking for kudos it means there's something that you're struggling within inside your heart right. knowing who you are causes you not to strive after the kudos no, don't get me wrong everybody needs encouragement and a pat on the back and an attaboy totally agree but if the only thing, if you're doing what you're doing just for the attaboy, that's the wrong reason or the girl, or the good job or the, there's a disconnect. Yeah. You're, you're missing something. You're missing the bigger picture. Yeah. It, it's cause take a step back, hold that mirror up. It's hard. It's hard to put a mirror up in front of your, of your life and go, why am I this way? Why am I talking this way? Why am I acting this way? Why am I always looking for, for the attention for me, or not necessarily the attention, but what happened that's making me go and be the certain way and only seek after this, this one accolade or this one acknowledgement. I think social media magnifies that, those feelings. For sure. That's a different topic for sure. Not today. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jack Hansen says this about attitude. Your attitude as a leader can make or break your team. Describe the attitude that can make and the attitude that can break your attitude. I think you kind of hit on that. Yeah, we did, but that's okay. I will, we'll, let's expand that. So an attitude that will make or break my team is my attitude. And if I walk into, if we just had an executive meeting and I come and I don't like the way that it went and I come back to my team, oh my gosh, can you believe this? Those guys in that meeting were just horrible. They're clueless. They uh, don't have any idea what they're doing. They want to do this, 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 and this. And I start rattling off the things that I'm discontent, like I'm not happy with. My team is going to take on my attitude. Mm. Now, in anything that I just said, hypothetically, did it sound like I was building anybody up? No, because I wasn't. I was displeased. 
I was not in alignment or supportive of what leadership wanted to do or what they were saying. Or maybe I misunderstood what they said because I had my own opinion inserted into it. And I, and it's, I heard it a certain way instead of hearing it for what it is. So when I come back to my team and I rattle off my unhappiness with a certain meeting or certain people, they automatically take that. Cause you remember by this point, it doesn't take very long to, you're either going to earn your team's trust or you're not. And if you want to be in a position of influence within your workplace or within your home, you have to gain your team's trust. So, and if you can't do that quickly, then you're going to have problems. So by, by this time, you know, within three months, if not sooner, you should be able to gain the trust of those that you're leading and keep it. And by then, anything you say positively or negatively, they're going to attach to. Now, if I came back from a leadership meeting, which has happened before, and my team has caught wind of what was what maybe leadership is thinking about, or if they've caught wind about a certain direction or action, or they go, can you, can, we heard, we heard that, you know, leadership is planning on doing this, this, and this. Because remember, people talk. Uh, yeah. Right? And that's another episode, but people talk. So I have a choice. I can lead with being disgruntled, or I can lead positively. Remember, we talked about this. We each, we all possess the ability to be positively dangerous or negatively dangerous, but we all, it's the choice is ours. We're all dangerous, right? So if I say, yeah, they talked about that, but this is what they meant by that, or it is un, it's unvetted at this point. They're just kicking this around the, 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 you know, just kicking this can down the street to see what kind of a response they can get or where they might go. But here's the reasoning behind it. And now I didn't say I agree with it, and I didn't say I disagree with it. I just shared the insight behind what they're possibly thinking about and let them know that, yeah, we'll have to kind of have to keep an eye on that and see where that goes. Because remember, I'm part of this, I'm part of this executive team. So it's kind of, I'm part of it too. So when I say things that are calming or neutral, because I don't know for sure the outcome, then they go, okay, well, then they take on the same approach. And when they, when someone else asks them, because having team members, uh, being part of an executive team and then having my team, my team is constantly being tasked and bombarded by others and other team members and other leaders. Uh, what just happened in that meeting? Did you hear anything? Right? So my team has pressure on it too. Did, did David say anything about that meeting? Did you hear about this? They're all worried or, or they're up in arms, you know, hey, I heard that they were going to do away with so-and-so benefits. No, that's not what they were talking about. They're looking at doing a different benefit package or they're looking at, you know, I heard they're taking our days, our, our work, our, uh, how many days off we get. No, actually, they're increasing it by doing this and by this. And you'll get, you know, more in the end. Oh, well, that's not what I heard. Of course not. That's not what you heard. Now, I could have played into that fear and go, yeah, they're totally, I think they're messing with you. I think they're going to take away all your work, your, your sick days and decrease the number. And next thing you know, everyone's packing up their desks and leaving. They could, you know, it's up to me as a leader. I set the tone. I set the tone for that. Tone. 
an attitude that can make your um, team is being humble. And uh, back to the other attitude that can break your team is being prideful. Pretty simple. Black and white. So simple, but yet so complicated. Yes. It's where your heart's at. Do you have an example of the of a time that you displayed poor leadership and how you learned from it? How did you learn from it? That's a good question. Well, you must be perfect. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. I'm think about that one for a second. Maybe as a parent um, at work, at church, it's like you did something. Oh, I've done lots of things. Acting in a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. That's a that's a good question. Uh, you just want one example, though, right? Sure. Not fifty. Uh, I'm sure we have that. <laughs> but one's good. Because... I'll give you one. Okay. Jumping to a conclusion too fast yielded in a poor outcome. Leadership, uh, as far as leadership goes, uh, I was presented with a situation. I didn't know all the details behind the situation. I just was presented with it. I responded quickly, without thinking, without consideration of those around me. It was a particular situation that also pressed on my experience and my knowledge and challenged what I knew. So there was a pride element attached to it as well. And, and, and I'll just inter interject this. I, I was young, right? And so when this, as this situation began to unfold, I didn't think about anything other than myself. And I went, I jumped up and in front of the entire team of about 25 people, I went toe to toe, face to face with leadership in full view of everybody. And it was not pretty. Because now you have two men face to face, nose to nose, yelling at each other, trying to prove their dominance over the other by yelling and by screaming and by each one protecting their ego. Alpha males, huh? In front of yeah, in front of their in front of peers. Wow. Who's gonna come out on top? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna have the be- the last word? It did not it did not go well for me. I did not lose my job, thankfully. But I can tell you it didn't end well. And I'll tell here's how it ended. After we both faced off, we both walked away. And as I was walking away. I was in, 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 internally, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'll show him what's going on. I'll show them who's a boss. Mm-hmm. I'll show them that I'm right and that my way is right. And then it quickly turned to 
that was a pretty jerk move. That was pretty bad. That was, what were you trying to accomplish? And so now you start talking to yourself on the inside, right? And so it's funny. I'll share this little insight. For some reason, when I'm talking to myself, I don't call myself David. I refer, refer to myself as Ains. So Ains, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Right? That's how my conversation is. What were you thinking? What are you trying to prove, Ains? What was the account? What's the end results? Where were you going with this? And I'm trying to justify it in my mind why I did that. And when I finally got to the after about an hour of finally being real with myself, I realized that it was because of pride. Yeah. I needed to show that I knew more than that person did. And then technically I did. Technically. But I didn't need they weren't trying to attack me for what I knew. They just did it. They were just going on what they didn't know. So my job at that point was to do damage control. Because anytime as a leader, when you act outside the realm of your true self, you begin to be real with yourself. And when you become real with yourself, you can say things like, I need to fix that. I, I was wrong. That's, that's really hard to do. It's hard to acknowledge that you were wrong. It's hard acknowledging it to yourself. It's, an, it's even harder to acknowledge it to somebody else. So before actions could be drawn up against me from leadership for, what I, for the way I just conducted myself, I approached the same leadership in front of everybody and apologized for my prideful reactions. Now, there's a difference between an apology and a sincere apology. I agreed. And when self-reflection has taken place, you're going to get a sincere apology because you know the underlying root of that was, in this case, it was pride. So, man, I'm sorry. I was out of line. I said things I shouldn't have said. And don't include the undertone, the underline of, and so did you, <laughs> when you're talking to somebody. They already know what they did, right? They don't. You don't. They don't need to. You don't need to explain for them too. Right. Hey, uh, you were really mean to me. Also. Right. You, I, I was wrong. And so were you. I said some things that were full and so were you. They don't need to know that stuff. Just, but when you say, Hey man, look, I, I was wrong. Was My actions were wrong. Yeah. I did this out of pride. I, I thought you were attacking my skill sets, my abilities, me as a person. And I just, I went into defense mode and I apologize. Now, not only did I say it to, to them, to that person, I also said it to, apologize to my the team members that were present whether they were my team or not That's so if we both had teams there that was unbecoming of a leader what though what you just saw in me was unbecoming of a leader and i apologize i will work on that and i'll make that better well now the opposite side of that is then the other person that i was apologizing to begin to apologize as well without me saying i didn't ask i didn't say okay now it's your turn you go next <laughs> 
That would have been cold. Uh, hello. I'm ready. I got mall ears. I, I've left a few minutes in this apology for you to say yours. Um, ready to begin. <laughs> it didn't happen. But because of my response, it triggered a response in, in this person. Right. They begin to apologize that's, to me and to the team members that were there. That's leadership. Right. So they saw, at the end of the day, all is well. We both learned. We both grew. And those team members that experienced that also grew with us because they saw both sides. They saw the meltdown, if you will, and they saw the growth within the hour take place of what true leadership looks like. Now, this could have ended very, very badly for me and for me alone. It could have been followed up with a, please come to my office. Don't come back to work anymore. You're fired. Probably well-deserved, too. Absolutely. But it, it took growth on both sides to realize that we both responded poorly. And as a result, everybody that experienced that as well grew as well. Two, two leaders on two different levels, because remember, this person was above me, chose to embrace the moment and be real and not only grow individually, but grow the individuals on their teams mm. as a result. And I think by, uh, if you'll just never know this, people that watch you do that may feel convicted of something they need to be, they need to apologize for, maybe in a marriage. Maybe this, somebody went home and just apologized to their wife because they saw the actions and the example you guys portrayed, being humble, apologizing, owning up to your mistakes and you know like i say you just never know i'll 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 give you this in, in closing um my mentor my leader who i served under for 11 years was a really good example of this um where in this particular case i was an, an independent contractor to this particular organization which means I'm not an employee. I don't have benefits. I don't have anything. I'm just, I'm a contractor. My mentor, my boss was an employee of the organization. And when upper leadership came and attacked the handful of contractors that were working for them, my mentor, my leader stepped between his contractors and his boss and said that's on me i'll take the responsibility for that because the very thing that he that the client was upset about he took the responsibility for and said i did not let them know that so i will now convey that information to my contractors and we'll fix the situation at no point did he step out of the way and let the client deal directly with the with the contractors and good leadership, a good leader will always do that. There's a difference between a leader and the boss or a leader and, and a manager. Yes, there is. Huge difference. I saw it that day. I saw him step between his team and the employer and say, ah, that's on me. And I will, I will convey the certain thing that you want done to my team and it won't have be a problem again. That's, that was my fault. I didn't convey it correctly. 
he didn't throw us under the bus. Most, most would have. Well, it's because it's easy to say, well, I, I told them they didn't do it. He did tell us and we didn't do it, but he took the he took the heat for us and said, ah, actually, that's on me. I, I must have not have conveyed it well enough to them or good enough to them. I'll make sure they understand that now. And we all knew that we messed up. We all knew that what we were being called out for was true. But he still stepped in and took the heat for us. That's amazing. That's awesome. And then came back and said, okay, now when I tell you that I need you to do it a certain way, this is what I really need you to do. And we all went, okay, because we just watched him take the heat for us. Yeah. Right? That's leadership. That's being, that's, that's for me, that's how it was exemplified. For me, that's how it was laid out. Did that make me want to be loyal to him? Absolutely. Did it make me want to respond quickly when he asked for something? Absolutely. Did it make me listen to instruction the next time he gave instruction? Absolutely. Because I just, I knew at that moment that he wasn't out for himself or out to throw anybody under the bus. And I've done the same thing at home with my boys. My wife asked them to do something and they didn't do it because whatever reason. And then I stepped in and says, hey, you know what? That's on me because ultimately it is on me. Yeah. I didn't convey that clear enough or team up with you enough or enforce or partner with you enough to convey that this is really important. So it's on me. I'll go deal with it. That's good. Step up. Be the leader. Step up. Be be humble step up embrace the 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 team members that have been entrusted to you earn their trust earn their respect earn their loyalty and they will in fact produce more results for you than you could ever imagine that points to the, the quote john maxwell says a good leader knows the way goes the way and shows the way it's a great quote he showed the way yeah David, thank you so much for being here, and I really appreciate your time. Um, I love what you had to share, and I know that our listeners uh, will feel the same way. Um, So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me today, Adam. I appreciate it, man. Good to see you as always. As always, brother. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Champ 180 with special guest David Ains on the parallel between leadership and serving. You can follow David Ains on Facebook by going to at 360dads. God bless and remember to champ up and champ on. Thank you so much for listening to the Champ 180 podcast. I really appreciate your time and tuning in. Again, this is Adam Childress, but I'd like to leave you with a few things to live by daily. Now let's be thankful, be kind, believe in yourself, never give up. Help others, cherish family and friends, do your best, listen with your heart, laugh often, and love lots. Until next time, God bless.